0: (laughs) Hmm.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast, I'm Ben. And I'm Mark. And this is our continuing coverage of Apple TV's Monarch Legacy of Monsters.
2: Yep. And this episode, we are covering Monarch Legacy of Monsters, Episode 9 Axis Mundi. And I think it's only fair
1: uh, to kick it off by saying we were fucking
2: right, and <laughs> Kay is still alive. <laughs> yeah but at the very end of the episode we find hey, that out <laughs>
1: hey did i or did i not say last week that we were most likely going to get some kind of huge reveal at the end oh, of yeah. the penultimate that's going to lead into the finale and the finale is going to most likely probably give us a cliffhanger
2: and, and i think you've been saying that since like the third episode that we covered like well third podcast
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's, you know i mean while we've been predicting k being alive for a while yeah um and i think we were getting more and more clues to that but in addition to the big reveal at the end of this that k is in fact still alive Mm -hmm. down in hollow earth we um we got some answers to some other questions this episode oh yeah so uh, before we dive into things, of course, as I usually do, we just want to extend a nice thank you to Apple TV for giving us the opportunity to cover this series for both Wilhelm and Podcastica in extending us the um, the courtesy of giving us screeners to this show, which we um, uh, we haven't used. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sort of we will be using them this week because uh, uh, for the finale, because Pake and Daphne from rent for your lives on our podcast are joining us uh yeah. but we're actually going to be recording before the episode airs so if, if we will have seen it before anybody else sees it and thank god cuz I'm going to be watching it probably soon
2: yeah very soon cuz
1: I want to know how this season's going to end I yeah. really really do uh all right let's just dive head on Into this. This is the penultimate episode of the season. We got a lot of stuff to the. I say a lot, but I don't know if it really is. We got a lot. We got some questions answered for sure. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to start this conversation?
2: Well, to answer a certain question, we do know what. Accident that happened on a mission. We do see it where Lee is stuck and Hollworth in the very beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's uh, at the time when Bill and Lee are sitting there talking to a young Hiroshi and Lee hands Hiroshi his knife, which is kind of foreshadowing because we get it later on when Lee comes back. But we actually see the mission that does fail. This is the mission that fails where he's there with somebody else. They use the, uh, <laughs> the uh what we what we would call it the titan caller <laughs> they,
1: the what did we call the titan phone
2: titan phone yes and they they use what looks like something out of <laughs> contact the movie contact when they drop a ball with the astronauts in it strapped together very much almost like a, an astronaut thing that you mentioned before uh i kind of referenced it as like flash gordon yeah from, uh, 82 and, uh, they, they are dropped into Wait, is from when, followers. all right, when? 1981, <laughs> no, 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 you, you, what was the year you mentioned? 82
1: coincidence. <laughs> That's the year that Shaw comes back. Anyway, sorry. That is
2: true. Holy yeah. shit. That's the only reason they that. said
1: it. That's the only reason I said it.
2: I I I I you made me second guess myself. I'm like 82, <laughs> <I was> 81. <like, laughs>
1: no, no, no. I only mentioned it because 1982 is a very important year for this episode.
2: Yeah. But they uh he falls down and uh but the thing is that Hiroshi holds on to that knife. There is a talk with Hiroshi Lee or Uncle Lee at that point too, mm. and uh, you could see how impactful that Lee is on Hiroshi during that time. And uh, there's a lot of trepidation going into the mission itself.
1: Well, you mentioned, you know, you can see how important you know Hiroshi is to Lee at that point, and mm-hmm. uh, we we've kind of already this is the first time we're seeing that because he does say at one point in a past episode that he looked at Hiroshi like a son. Yes. Um, You know, and I think he kind of did that because of the fact that he didn't have his mother, you know, he lost, uh, uh, you know, he lost Kay, Mm -hmm. and he just had bill and he had Lee. So uncle Lee was kind of like a second father to him. Yeah. So, but continue. I'm sorry.
2: No, no, I, I we we finally get to see the, the fruition of that. We we see Lee wake up in Hollow Earth at that time. And then it kind of fast forwards to him coming to in nineteen eighty two, like you said. Uh but he when he wakes up, he's he's out of Hollow Earth. We don't see how he gets out though.
1: It's, it's mentioned. Uh, Hiroshi does tell him when he's lying in the hospital bed that they found him in Japan,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, outside of an area that was very... Um, Rural? I don't want to say re- religious, but it was a place where locals had considered it to be the boundary between the living and the dead. Mm. And that was also where they found another vortex. So apparently so whatever this vortex was in japan that is where lee exited from yeah and then he was just found there how he was found or why he was found where he was found was not to be revealed but it is explained where he was and why he was there just not to extreme specifics
2: yeah and you could see the look of astonishment on Lee's face when he does come out of that. He's seeing a jet in the air. And you see... Yeah, he,
1: the, sees, he sees the plane, yeah.
2: And a jet streams behind it, too, which is something that he has probably never seen in his life, ever. Um, Yeah, I don't think planes were
1: that advanced at that time. No. Um, not to the point of commercial airliners, which is what he sees. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, obviously planes did exist in the 1960s and cause they used them to get to the other countries they were going to, but mm-hmm. I don't think commercial airliners, I, I, I don't think the plane, the way I saw that was, I don't think that plane was a reveal that he was out of time. To me, that was his sign that he was back. Home. Yeah. Because there's no planes flying in Hollow Earth.
2: Yeah, the, so, it's, it's true blue sky to him, which is yes. considered real world.
1: So when he wakes up and he looks up and he sees the sky and he sees a plane, that to him is the, okay, I'm home somehow. Yeah. It's not until, to me, it's not until he is... In the 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 hospital or wherever he is, and he sees Challenger. No, yeah, uh, Columbia. Columbia.
2: Sorry. Yeah,
1: uh, he sees the launch of Columbia on the television because yeah. it. Puckett even mentions in the beginning of the episode, you know, we're in this. He mentions the space race, so we have not even been to the moon yet. At the point that he goes down, you know into hollow earth. So for him to look at a TV and see a shuttle launching like that to him is kind of like, what the hell is going on?
2: Yeah. It's pretty much. And also it's color TV.
1: Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a color image of a shuttle launching. Yeah.
2: Yeah, It's like, holy crap.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, he doesn't really realize yet that he is out of time until he sees adult Hiroshi. Yeah. You know, and Hiroshi tells him that Bill is gone.
2: You know, Bill, Bill died. Yeah. Over
1: he, yeah. Years him. ago, I think.
2: Yeah. Literally, because it, it it's the eighties at this point. Well, no, if it's 82 so 11 years. Oh, yeah. Because Bill died, what, 70 72
1: yeah early early 70s I believe
2: yeah it was like 73 or 72 I'm believing 73
1: you're yeah you're probably right um let me see I'm trying to but I'm trying to look it up well let's see William Randa uh deceased 19 1973 okay um so yeah so or was it? Yeah, 1973 was the Skull Island expedition. So, yep. so it's been nine years that Bill has been gone. Yeah, man. Which means that it was eleven years from the time Bill Randa saw Lee disappear till the time he became John Goodman. <laughs> Boy, does he let himself go! It's a, <laughs> it's amazing. What, it's amazing what crazy will make you look like in eleven years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I love John Goodman. I can't. I'm not poking. I swear I'm not poking fun at John Goodman.
2: It's just but they looks look great now. <laughs> they look
1: totally different. Oh, John Goodman's lost a ton of weight.
2: Yeah, he um, looks great now, healthy and he, wise. Oh, but I mean, even still, like it's
1: it's not like Kurt Russell to you know to Wyatt Russell. It's it, they're two totally different totally.
2: People. Yeah, it's very drastic in comparisons. Yes, the two people from a specific with a ten year. <laughs> discrepancy, right?
1: Well, yeah, what an eleven-year discre- eleven-year difference will do to a man <laughs> when he goes down a rabbit hole of uh, tinfoil hat
2: stuff. He 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 liked his uh, McDonald's and Burger King a lot.
1: <laughs> well, you know, like, look, I, I, I'm I'm not saying that could be the case. I mean, he he probably shut himself in. Yeah, you know, you look at the fact that he lost. He lost Lee. He, he lost, lost Kay. Yep. Um, he's a father to a kid that he's only known for maybe a couple of years at this point. Um, and on top of that, the the research that he's been doing gets defunded and shut down. Yeah. By General Puckett. I mean, he is literally a man on his own. Hiroshi can't help him. Or Yeah. So yeah. It, it's very safe to say that he probably stopped focusing on his health, stopped focusing on his his mental well being, and that is a, a good reason as to why these two characters look drastically different. Drastically yeah. different.
2: Uh, to to talk about Lee. All right. So I'm gonna. I have this in my notes, and we talked about when he the the actual launch happened after the Airstreamer conversation like uh, Hiroshi and the air streamer playing with his toys and Lee and, and Bill talking to him. That was at the Monarch test site in Kansas in 1962. So, yes. so that's 20 years that Lee has begun. If so, if it's 1962 to 1982, that's 20 years that he has been gone. So it depends on, uh, I don't remember if he says how long he felt he was gone but so i i have this
1: in my notes too um we were so what one of the things that we were saying is that he was in hollow earth and he was probably there for a while until he finally found a way out yeah the thing that we didn't really take into consideration is how you know we've mentioned the whole laws of physics how mm-hmm. they how they work differently in hollow earth uh We didn't really take that into consideration when it came to the way time works. I mean, while we did, we said that he was probably there and he didn't age until he got back. We didn't take into consideration the fact that it probably meant time moves much faster in Hollow Earth or much slower in Hollow Earth. Mm -hmm. So what was 20 years to us, I don't think was any more than
2: maybe a couple hours for them. I would say more than days.
1: I don't even think it was days because they didn't have rations to survive. They're still in the same spot. Lee talks about the story of, you know, when he's telling Hiroshi everything that happened, he says that, you know, Ben didn't survive the trip. We, We went out, we started surveying the area, and then there was another Titan attack you know, they see the upwards lightning and everything. I think they were still surveying the launch. I don't think they were there any more than a couple hours. That's, Man. that's the way I, I took it. And I watched that scene twice to see if maybe there were little hints of different things, but okay, there was, there, there was no, I don't think there's any indication that they were there any long length of time. Okay. So I think, and I think that's why it becomes such a shock for Lee when he's home and it's 20 years later is because for him, it really was nothing more than a couple hours. Yeah. So that does bring up some questions that I have for the finale, but we're, we're going to save that to the end
2: for the finale. To
1: the, we're going to say, well, we're going to save it to the end of this conversation because okay. I'm, I'm curious. I don't want to bring the questions up next episode because we'll have the answers to them. They won't be questions anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I want to bring them up. I want to talk about this episode first, and then right. we'll talk about questions that we might feel we need answered before uh, going into the finale. So, so yeah, I don't think that was any more than a couple hours that they were All right. in in under space as as Puckett. So uh, aptly named it.
2: <laughs> under space, uh, the upside down
1: could have been the upside down. Hey, Lee Lee does call it hell at one point. <laughs> you know, Bill tells him go to hell and he and Lee says something I forget the line but he's like um looking forward to it as he's looking down the hole to uh to where it is. Um so one of the things that we did kind of discover mm-hmm. in so we did get the question answered as to Lee being in Hollow Earth and how that worked and how he didn't age. It's because he skipped 20 years of his life. Yes. Um, And I found it funny that at one point, you know, may even tells him while they're while they're down in Hollow Earth and they're looking for Kate may even says, like, well, you look damn good for like 92. And I'm like, he's not 92. He's actually only 72.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but this is typical younger people. Adding more age to people who are older. <laughs> it's like, look, be, just because Lee was gone for 20
1: years to us, it, it wasn't 20 years to him. So he didn't age. <laughs> it's not like he lived 20 years without aging and then started aging again, which is what would make him 90. No, he's legitimately only in his 70s. Yeah. It just time stopped for, you know, we hit the pause button on his aging when we thought he was gone.
2: Yeah. They literally found the fountain of youth everybody
1: <laughs> but i mean i do but i do get the joke of like well you still look damn good for your night i i get it was a joke yes it's only nitpicking um but the the point i was getting to before is we kind of got a little bit of an answer as to how these guys were able to survive going through these vortexes uh when others have not and it's because i i hate using this movie as a reference again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as they do in Fast and Furious, they drafted. They drafted a Titan to yeah. go through the vortex. They they used the, the Titan phone because as Puckett explains, and they do a really good job in that whole dialogue in the beginning of the episode, kind of explaining a lot of different things Yeah, that have been lingering. And the big question was, how do they travel and survive? Well, it's because. Suzuki was using the Titan phone to it's because that only a Titan can go through Mm -hmm. like a, a Titan going through the vortex will calm the vortex. So they use the Titan phone to lure a Titan to the vortex, which calms it enough that they can go through it. And just before the Titan comes through, they cut it off so that the Titan turns away and they draft it. They follow behind the Titan through the vortex and that's how they go safely.
2: Yeah, so, it, yeah. It's kind of like uh, lure the dog to you. Have your leash ready with the after you gave it the treat. Leash the dog and then follow the dog back to path it came.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's sort of okay. So it's this is gonna be a weird analogy, but I promise it'll pay go off. Ahead. It's sort of like if you're ever at a store or a supermarket that has automatic doors. But if you try to go in the exit door, it doesn't open because there's a sensor. The sensor's on the inside. Yeah. So you wait for someone to leave the store so that the door opens, and then you go through that door.
2: Correct. Yeah. Okay.
1: See, I (laughs) told you it would make sense. That works better. (laughs) Yeah. I told you it would make sense. But that's sort of what it's like. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely
1: it. You know, yeah, drafting drafting a Titan into Hollow Earth is the way to do it and to do it safely. So that explains how uh, Shaw, Kate, and May were able to survive because they were drafting a Titan. There was a Titan that came up and mm-hmm. went back down, so that Titan kind of calmed the vortex enough for them to go through it. And it also explains how this team was able to go through, although something went wrong with that mission that caused them to not be able to because like they said, one of the astronauts didn't were one of the they're not mm-hmm. astronauts. um, <laughs> One of the explorers didn't survive the trip. Yeah. Most likely when it crashed. Mm hmm. But
2: yeah, reference to like, uh, think of it like Planet of the Apes. When they crashed to Earth uh, after coming out of space and they're they to, like Thousands of years I had in the future, but in reverse.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> just my radical thinking, and it is yeah, putting no. sci-fi humor into it.
1: <laughs> Look, I made a reference about a supermarket door. You can make a reference about, and and Fast and Furious. You can make a Planet of the Apes reference. Well,
2: yeah. Uh, they didn't put a rocket to a car and blessed it into space. So, yeah. Look,
1: it was a Pontiac <laughs> Fiat. And it was the perfect car to for space travel.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, Kristen and I get in our debates about that all the time. She's like, they went <laughs> to space. I'm like, you're right. But if you watch the movie, it makes total sense. <laughs> Stop making fun of my fast and furious movies. I love those movies. Uh, um, I'll turn it back over to you. Uh, do, you know, what's something else in your notes that we kind of want to, we want to talk about.
2: Uh, well, uh, Kintaro and Hiroshi in their conversation. And that was such a heartfelt, dramatic moment. Because Kintaro just got through with the debriefing de- with um, Tim and Vertigo. And he's like, and then he happens upon his father for the first time. Like and face doesn't to face. Even see-
1: and doesn't even seem to pay him mind like he's kind of written him off
2: yeah yeah it's like as if he didn't want to have anything to do with him but it was a lot of it was like and a lot of it was Hiroshi crying and being upset for the fact that you know oh wow Ken knows about his sister and i i I'm, I'm a terrible father <laughs> and i'm i'm like putting everything into this work but i love this work and i really wanted to get you know this worked on and make sure everybody was okay
1: well it, I, it's funny because what i took away from that whole scene the second time was so much more than the first like the first time i watched that scene to me it was a scene of a father and son the father you know the son blaming the father for everything that was happening and i was it was very on the surface to me mm-hmm. um Not to say it wasn't powerful or moving. It was just very on the surface. And then upon second viewing, I really thought about it. I really sat and I thought about it. And it really hit me that earlier on in the episode, in the scene with Lee in the hospital, after realizing that, you know, he's, he's in the future or Mm -hmm. to his future. Um, and Hiroshi talking to him, you know, and and Lee saying like let's work together and Hiroshi's like no. Like I buried three empty coffins. You know, this research that you guys did it, it cost me everything. It cost me my mother, it cost me my father, it cost me my uncle. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and Lee or, and Hiroshi even says like I realized since you were gone that before you guys started playing with all of this stuff, we lived in peace. And that got me thinking too. And I was like, you know what? Like, you're right. The Titans weren't really a thing until
2: they started playing around with this stuff until,
1: (laughs) yeah. Until Kay, Bill and Lee started playing with it all. Yeah. Like, you know, and started testing things and teasing things and bringing things to the surface. And I'm like, holy shit, Hiroshi's right. They (laughs) exacerbated all of this.
2: Yep, they made
1: it. This really is their legacy. Like, they started all of this. Now, that's not to say things wouldn't have escalated eventually on their own, and the research they were doing was still for good, because they would have had knowledge of things that were eventually going to happen. But they, in essence, at the time, did really did exacerbate things. And going back to the point I was making mm-hmm. with Hiroshi saying that, you know, I don't want anything to do with this. Things should have just been left at peace. This, you know, this cost me everything. Fast forward to that conversation with Kentaro and Hiroshi. Hiroshi is unwillingly carrying on his family legacy Yeah, in that he wanted nothing to do with it. He took his own path and whatever that path was, whatever he was doing, which we still don't know yet at this point, like what was he doing with the Titan phone? What was he doing out in the desert? We don't know. But whatever it is he was doing, he was doing thinking it was something completely different than what Bill and Lee and Kay were doing. But in return, it still cost him everything the same way it did for the other three
2: Mm, it cost
1: him he's in a breakdown moment because he's realizing his actions now Mm -hmm. cost him both of his families his son's trust and in that moment the loss of kate yeah so he unwillingly is carrying on his family legacy at this point
2: well he was poking the bear just like his parents did and Uncle Lee did. Yeah. So he's doing just the same thing, but created his own path of infidelity at that point. Uh, And there's no answers regarding that of why he had uh, two lives. So we didn't get that answered of why did he have a life in Japan and a life in America?
1: Yeah. Why did he have two families? That's a good point.
2: So, and he made those decisions on his own, meaning that his parents made bad decisions, and, and it fell down his way too. The apple doesn't far uh, fall too far from the tree at that well, point. That's,
1: yeah, that's what I mean. Like in in making efforts to avoid the decisions that his parents made, he is still suffering the same consequences. In that it is costing him, yeah, personal parts of his life.
2: Yeah, I, I, some people would think of it as like he's crying over his parents making mistakes, but he also has made mistakes himself that he is not even fessing up to. In avoiding
1: make in avoiding making his parents'
2: mistakes, he's making all new ones. Exactly, and mm-hmm. on top of that, facing his son who's challenging him whereas he can't even face his own parents.
1: Well, because it's in that <laughs> moment, you know, it's in it's in that moment where it's really a great mirror moment in the, in that moment where Kentaro says, like, this is all your fault. Yeah. It, that's the same thing that he said to Shaw, mm-hmm. like all of this that's happening right now. Back the in loss 82. Of mo- yeah, yeah. The loss of my mother, the loss of my father. Yeah. Like. This is all you started this. This is all your fault. And now yeah, his, history his is repeating
2: s- itself. Exactly. What, what, what have we learned here? Exactly.
1: <laughs> and now in this moment, his son is telling him the same exact thing he's told Shaw. Yeah. It is history repeating itself. Exactly. Mm. That's the best way to put it. So I, I again, in rewatching that scene the second time, I definitely took more from that. And I was like, holy shit, this is really I apologize if I'm swearing more than any other episode <laughs> I've, I've done. I'm just I'm really into this show now that we're getting close to the end of the season. Um, you know, so I, it was in that moment. That I was like, yeah, like this is really he's become Shaw. Yeah. At, at that point.
2: Yeah. And we didn't get an answer uh, of like, I kind of predicted before of him being able to go through the hollow earth and meet his mom. So we don't have that answer yet.
1: I, yeah, I'm starting to think that he doesn't, I don't Me, think Hiroshi yeah. does travel hollow earth.
2: Yeah. Same here at this point, but uh, it, we would have found out at this point, be like, yeah, well, he saw mom, <laughs> but there, there's a, a cool thing regarding, what Hiroshi talks about when he's talking talking to Kentaro and he talks about Lee. They have kind of like a flash forward from 1982 and explaining what had happened to Kentaro. And it shows Lee being put into the home, or the retirement home. Yeah. And, and then you see him and he's watching everything unfold. 2014 uh, G-Day. Happened on TV in Japan while he's in this retirement home.
1: Yeah, he's been in that retirement home 32 years, I think, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So and it seems like just kind of drugged
2: out. And yeah, because the look and expressions on his face as he's watching the TV. Yeah. Like there's a realization, but there's kind of like he's kind of distant at, at a certain point. So, it, you know, that he's been drugged up or but there there's still a sense inside of him that knows.
1: Well, be, well, and it's funny because in that moment when you watch him as he's watching that moment on the screen with with the 2014 attack, he's being handed mm-hmm. his pills and yes, he takes the cup with his pills and he just kind of crushes it in his hand. He doesn't take yeah. the pills in that moment. Yep. Yep. Because that's the moment that he realizes I've been right this whole time. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, I have a question for you, mm-hmm. and it's not revealed. Maybe it'll be revealed in the finale. I don't know. All but right. we see we see in that moment in 1982 that Lee tries to escape, and he by doing to do that, he he unplugs his his life support machine and then the nurse kind of bats at it, and then he ends up taking the nurse hostage. A little bit later on, we see Hiroshi return to the hospital, and he gives flowers to the nurse, which mm-hmm. is Nurse Matsumoto.
2: Mm-hmm. That's Kate's mom.
1: I was... No. Is it that's, Kate's mom?
2: It's got to be Kate's mom, because they're in Japan. Well... Uh, not Kate's mom. Uh, uh, Kentaro. Sorry, sorry. That's gotta what imagine. I meant.
1: Uh, is this... Kentaro's mom.
2: Yeah, I got it backwards. Sorry, Japan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I had to think Kentaro. Yeah, I yeah.
1: I'm I'm of the same ilk. I think this is it's not revealed and we've only ever known Kentaro's mom as Emiko Ranta. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what her maiden name is. Uh, but early on earlier on in the season when Kate and Kentaro are at Kentaro's home mm-hmm. and Tim and other members of Monarch come in and you know the where the name Shaw is mentioned. Kentaro's mom kind of helps Kentaro out, as in she she knows who Shaw is. Yes. So I'm I I think that this nurse that Hiroshi meets in the hospital and gives the is flowers Kentaro's to to apologize. Yeah. I I think that's Kentaro's mom. Same here. Okay.
2: Yeah, I I had, had, had it backwards. It it's my dyslexia in my head going. Da, da, da. <laughs> so, I, I I knew where you we were going with it, and I I thought the same thing too because they were in Japan. That's where he was being, uh, that's treated. Where he, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he got put into retirement, and then she was the one that was on site. She was the one that gave him the cookie for Christmas.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that same nerve. Because otherwise, what does that scene mean? <clears throat>
2: You know, like, it what doesn't is the mean missing it, it would be exactly. just a throwaway scene. So,
1: yeah, exactly. It's just a throwaway scene unless there's some kind of meaning behind it, which is, like I said, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that's Hiroshi meeting Kentaro's mom. So, well, uh, I don't know if that's if that if they'll show more of that or they were just doing that kind of as like a little nod to the fans. I don't
2: know. I think it was a nod to the fans more than anything. Because for the most part, I think the show is going to be more concentrative on Lee, Hiroshi, the kids, uh, Kate, Kentaro, and May. And you mean, possibly you mean for Tim the finale? For yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think I, I
1: think we're going to get a lot of Hollow Earth in the finale.
2: Yeah, and if they, if they do do something we haven't, we still don't know if there's a season two, they could always follow up with all this stuff in a season two. Well, it's funny all the other relationships.
1: It's funny that you bring that up because I know we've talked a little bit about this the past couple episodes, but one of the things I've also kind of noticed is that on Apple TV, Mm -hmm. it's called the season finale, not the series finale.
3: Yep.
1: Uh, And IMDB has it listed as 2023 dash open so there's no cancellation (laughs) i'm pretty i'm almost 100 sure that next week Mm -hmm. or even sometime this week we're going to see an announcement of season two i wouldn't be surprised i would not be surprised one bit that we're going to see that announcement of season two coming soon yeah uh, you know, you mentioned, Quinta- you mentioned Tim uh, and Verdugo. Mm-hmm. Um, we see them at the beginning of this episode as well. And right. we see yeah. that Tim and Duval survived as well as Kentaro, obviously, because, you know, we mentioned last week that there was going to be some kind of plot armor that they all survived. Yeah. And and there was. But yeah. it, the, the conversation with Verdugo and Kentaro is interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, Verdugo is saying that, like, hey. They didn't survive. Lee Shaw died doing what he loved, and that is throwing fuel on the fire. Correct. And in that moment, I realized as like, okay, Monarch, Verdugo in particular, Lee is the scapegoat. He is now the man that if they go public, which they already are now at this point.
2: They make him public enemy number one
1: exactly yeah. he is the person because he did not survive in their moment they would they believe that he did not survive mm-hmm. he is the person they can put all of the blame on
2: yeah it, it's it's the easiest scapegoat at that point and make monarch look good in the long run if they have to cover up or take care of something later on in the future
1: yep they can very easily say that this man you know you know, was a terrorist and he took over, he, he, you know, he took things from, from people and we were the ones that put an end to his reign. And we, you know, we capped it off. We stopped everything that he was planning. It's, he is the perfect scapegoat to put the blame on everything that happened and make Monarch look like the heroes of Mm -hmm. the entire situation, which look, if Shaw comes back, Uh, that's really going to blow up in their face. (laughs) That's really going to blow up in their face, but we'll we'll see how it plays out. I mean, look from a business perspective and a company that's trying to go public. I'm not going to lie. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to do it, especially considering the fact that he really Shaw really did hijack Monarch stuff.
2: Oh yeah. And and did kind of go rogue. Yeah, he, 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 he was a thief. <laughs> he wasn't a
1: terrorist, but yeah, he was a thief.
2: He was a thief. I didn't say terrorist, but you know, yeah, he's definitely a thief.
1: Yeah, I mean, it It makes a lot of sense considering he did hijack monarch resources and kind of went rogue and went his own path. So yeah, is it, in essence, a lie? You know? I mean, it's exaggerated but they're technically not lying to make him the scapegoat of the entire situation. True. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I have another question. Mm-hmm. So in 1982, yep we, we see Puckett shut down Monarch. They have defunded Monarch. Monarch in essence is remaining in the basement. It is completely shut down.
3: Mm-hmm. There's
1: nobody else there, but Bill Randa, Bill Randa's working on his own. And then we get to 2014, 2015. Monarch is this organization that is monitoring things. They have agents. They're out in the field. They're working in secret until recently. (laughs) Who funded them?
2: Good question.
1: In that that time, who funded them?
2: That's a good question. And I think these are questions that will happen or be answered in season two, because The only time that we ever saw Bill Randa after like what, what was it 1962 was in 1973 for Kong skull Island. And at that point he was dealing with the military because he was brought in based upon his expertise of what was going on, but it was privately funded to go out there with the military. To do these excavations of this island, quote unquote, which woke up the the skull crawlers and then, you know, encountering Kong at that time. And uh, yeah, that was all independent based. So I'm curious if like once we get into season two, if it's announced that season two will revolve around the funding of Monarch at an early age before Kong skull Island, I would say 63 or 64 up to 73. And maybe we we'll get to see John Goodman again. I don't know. And then the, uh, then we get to see uh, a little bit more and then they're going to go through that whole, uh, historical point of view because literally that's what Monarch, uh, the show is, it's giving us the story of Monarch within the whole, uh, Legacy films or uh, legendary the films, mon-
1: the monster first. Monsterverse.
2: Yeah. yeah. So it's a way to give us background so that people could follow the continuity within the movies as well as understand this company that's that's out there. That's yeah. literally what the whole point of the, the show was, but gave us a great drama and gave us a great story to follow along with it. And then, you know, feel for these characters
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that we, you know, as you kind of, as you kind of put in, you know, as you kind of mentioned, there's a big gap now between 1962 and 1973. There's a lot of area to play with in Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, when it comes to it. So, you know, you could be right. Maybe the second season is going to focus more on the Skull Island aspect of Monarch and everything that happens, because we do know that. Bill Randa ends up putting a big focus on Skull Island, which is what leads to the events that happen in the movie, Kong Skull Island. Yeah. So, you know, who's to say season two isn't going to be more of a focus on Skull Island? Um, the question then is, where does you know, if we continue with the character of Lee Shaw, mm-hmm. um, where does that character fit into that story? Because young Lee Shaw is gone. He is Disappeared at this point, and he has disappeared during that time frame. Yeah. Um, You know, so we could continue the story with an older Lee Shaw, but the role that Wyatt Russell plays uh, is kind of done with. It's kind of finished. Hmm. Because, I mean, as far as that role goes, at this point in time, even at the end of this episode, young Lee Shaw is kind of finished and that role is kind of, that story has been told because we see him return. We see him and we know that from that point until now he's in that home. So there's really no more story to tell with Wyatt Russell, hmm. which is a kind of a bummer now at this point, now that I'm thinking about it.
2: Yeah, it is. It is a bummer. I, I would prefer, I would love to see more of <laughs> Wyatt white Russell and uh, as Lee Shaw, but the thing is I I like you said the, the, the I think the character of the young Lee Shaw is done because yeah. there's no more story to be told but there's still more with Kurt Russell's <laughs> version.
1: Hopefully, I mean we don't know we don't I'm know hoping. the fate. Yeah, we don't know his fate in the finale but I'm kind of hoping there's more to tell with him because I I think Kurt Russell was great in this role.
2: Oh, same here.
1: So I hope we're going to I hope we're going to see him return for, for season two. Um, let's see. So looking at my notes here, I know they're still... So... There's... Uh, we'll say I'll save that for when we're getting ready to talk about the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Du-du-du. Saving that for the end. Okay, so... We have at some point, we see that... I fr- uh, And I forget her name now, so... Forget it. But the agent that was running and out in Utah and, and such, I forget her name. She <laughs> discovers that there is a signal in buried buried, you know, embedded within all of this noise. Yeah. And it's a repeating gamma signal. I pretty sure that's Kay. Oh yeah. How?
2: <laughs> that's a good how is question. she
1: sending a gamma signal? That's so a- here is yeah. my theory on that. Go ahead. I do not think that is K. I think that is coming from the vessel that young Lee Shaw took with the other astronauts. I think ah. that I think that gamma signal is coming from the Titan phone that was attached to their vessel.
2: It's It's constantly it's still active, but yeah. If you're correct in stating that they were only there for two hours, a couple, a couple. All right, so let's say a couple hours. By this time, it's only about if with the battery life, quote unquote, based upon Hollow Earth, it's probably about three to four weeks.
1: Yeah, it's it's probably been a, a couple weeks. Yeah, of of that time. Yeah. Um. So, well, and that's if time still works that way. I mean, we don't we, we don't know how time works in Hollow Earth. So, but if we if we stick to what we know about Lee Shaw's story, then you're yeah. right. It's been a couple of weeks in mm-hmm. Hollow Earth that that device has been going off. Um. But it did lead me to something that I noticed. Mm. In that the story, when Lee is recapping his story to Hiroshi and he mentions, you know, the Titan attack that kind of sucked him back. And we see that scene where he's hanging on. We see the ion dragging flying through the portal. We (laughs) see the Titan phone kind of being sucked that way, too. Yeah. The one thing I noticed the second time I watched it is that the Titan phone being drug rights the ship. When they crashed, because the opening of their ship is in the top. yeah. So when they crashed, they called out the side. They crawled out the side because their ship was on its side. When that portal goes off and it pulls the Titan phone towards it, it writes the ship. The ship is then brought right side up. Hmm. So wherever that ship is in Hollow Earth is now able to be piloted again which is probably how all of our intrepid heroes are in who are on (laughs) hollow earth right now. That is most likely how they're getting home. They're Uh, hitching a ride in that ship and that gamma. Oh, God damn it. My, I love it when my theories play out. Now I'm thinking about it, that gamma (laughs) signal, how much do you want to make a bet? That gamma signal. Now I'm now I'm even more convinced that gamma signal is coming from that Titan phone, because that gamma signal is how Monarch is going to track them to bring them the fuck home.
2: Oh, Done. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, it has to Done. be. <laughs> yeah,
1: that signal is how they're going to track that to, track that
2: ship to bring them home. Well, how are they going to get out there? Was, uh, all right, spoilers, everybody, and we already know Keiko. She. Is there she didn't get out. She didn't crawl out. She couldn't crawl out. So how she had how? no way to get home. Exactly. And this is her way of getting home with the rest exactly. of them. Probably. Exactly. It's
1: going to lead to a reunion between Shaw and Kay, which is going to be amazing. And it's going or to be un- heartfelt and it's going to be emotional or uncomfortable. yeah that's this is also true because again we talked about it last week she doesn't know bill is dead correct um and she doesn't know about it and she doesn't know how old her son is at this point either true or will she,
2: she will she actually see her son is my question
1: i don't know that's a that's another good question it's it's one of those things that like If she sees Shaw, she's going to see how much older Shaw is Mm -hmm. because she still looks the same age. So she has we know she hasn't been down there too long. No, but she's definitely been there longer than Shaw was because she's had enough time to make a bow and arrows.
2: Yeah, she acclimated to she she basically became Robin Williams from Jumanji.
1: I said Jumanji last (laughs) week. (laughs) <laughs> I love it
2: I love it Go ahead And she survived and she was able to survive Within this world So she, she was able to Yeah Yeah, you I'll know, be able to eat, drink And be safe within it too Because honestly, if you think about it With Titans running around Or whatever else is around there Because, you know But it, if you're it, H.G. Wells <laughs> The Lost World
1: If your math adds up, like you said, how long that device has been there, putting off that signal has only been a couple of weeks in Hollow Earth. And Mm -hmm. that means that it's also only been a couple of weeks for Kay. Yeah. So she has found a way to survive and defend herself for this, the short, a much shorter amount of time than 30, 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. And so when she meets Shaw. Because I'm assuming there's going to be a reunion. Yeah, you have you have to assume there's going to be a reunion at some point between oh, there the two is. of them. It's gotta be. It's it's going to be, a, it's going to be a shock to see one to see how much older Lee has gotten, mm-hmm. to realize how long on Earth she's been gone, mm-hmm. to find out that Bill Randa, her husband and her love, is gone, is dead. Correct, and her son is a full-blown adult with kids of his own going freaking crazy and she's a grandma and she's gonna wind up seeing her
2: grandchildren too down that's what there. i
1: said he like her son's an adult of his own with kids of his own like that's
2: yeah she's or no realize or she, that- she met her grandchild probably at the end of this episode yeah, probably she did <laughs> Well, that's she, what happened. If you yeah. see it, I have it in my notes. Kate being saved by the big boar at the end by Keiko, <laughs> the bramble boar, as it's called. Okay. Correct. In the um, in the monster,
1: <laughs> in the in the monster universe, I'm not correcting called,
2: you. I'm just telling you the the correct bramble. That's what it
1: is. A bramble boar. It's called a bramble boar. Yeah. Okay. All righty. <laughs> yeah, it's my final. It's my final note. It just says, Kate, the Bramble Boar, and Kay is alive.
2: <laughs> it's my final note. And, and you know what's funny, too? Young is not from since
1: 1959. <laughs> well, it's only been a couple weeks, you know, yeah, know. <laughs> that we're assuming that we're assuming um, yeah. for her. But it's funny, too, because I had the same kind of I mentioned a couple episodes ago when Brenda turns the screen and we see the forming of Apex. And I got excited and I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I, I did the same thing this episode. I know it. <laughs> you see the shadow of the woman, like as the arrow comes out and hits the bramble boar in the face and scares the bramble boar. If I was like, oh, is it K? Is it K? Is it K? And then you see the shadow of the woman in the background. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. And she steps out and I'm like, I fucking knew it.
2: <laughs> and your neighbors yelled
1: <laughs> no they don't care they know me all too well at this point <laughs> so uh, i got i got very excited to find out that we were what we were predicting was true and yeah. that Kay is alive i was a little disappointed though to find out that she wasn't the mother of uh you know Beatles. but it you know (laughs) We knew that was a long shot theory
2: Well, the one question I have is Once she gets out of Hollow Earth We know about Lee Did Lee exponentially Grow older to some degree Because he was only down there for a couple of hours Or in time Or did, you know, did time catch up Slightly a little bit more Because he came from Hollow Earth To above ground No, he aged normally Okay, he didn't I'm, age. He didn't age faster. I'm not saying he would age faster, but I I think of it in a way of when you go deep sea diving, you have to go down in segments because of pressure. I'm thinking you have same. to you have
1: to come back up At slow, this,
2: correct? Yes, and I'm starting to think that you know because he did get older because between the age uh in 1982 till what is it? Uh, 82 and it's 2014, so he talks 32 well years. Of it, 32 years. Yeah. Does Kurt Russell look like a 32 year old Lee, or does he look slightly older than what? Why the, I'm confused.
1: Why? why? Where are you going with this? He doesn't look like a 32 year old Lee, probably because he was in his 30s to 40s when he went down to Hollow Earth, okay. and then when he returned in 82, he was the same age, and then he sat in a home for 32 years, All which right, would I, put I, him I, in his. I'm just thinking
2: that maybe that possibly Kay could actually age up a little bit. Now, I'm not saying exponentially, but like at least a few years based. No, upon I the think she's
1: if she comes out, she's going to be the same age she was that she when she left Hollow Earth. All right. I, I think if she returns home, she's going to be the same. I, I don't think returning does anything to aging. Hmm. I, well, I don't know where you're where you're getting this from.
2: I w I'm not. I was just thinking my mind is going a whole different direction.
1: Apparently.
2: <laughs> get out of the planet of the earth, planet of the apes. Universe. Yeah, true. Yeah, I gotta get out of there. <laughs> that that's also making me think too. It's like, hold on, when Keiko comes out of the earth, uh will her and Lee have a kid and her grandchildren will have The hell are you talking about? (laughs) I'm I'm just going on (laughs) because she's like younger at that point uh, when she comes out of Hollow Earth, so she could still have. Yeah,
1: but yeah, but if if they all get out of Hollow Earth together, it means that Keiko's going to be in her thirties, the same age she was when she went back. Lee's going to be in his seventies. It's going to be like sleeping with her father. (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about having a kid after they return home?
2: yeah like, what? <laughs> That's just weird. That's more drama that Apple Plus could do with yeah, smart. let's not go there please. That's, <laughs> let's not go there.
1: There's a part of me, in all honesty, because of the fact that young Lee Shaw's story has been told. Yeah, I'm almost thinking the same thing can be said for old Lee Shaw. Because I don't know unless he just helps in I feel I feel like for this show to continue one of two th- two one of two things has to happen not well not one of two things has to happen I feel like somebody has to stay behind
2: I think Lee will probably be sacrificed or sacrifice himself to save others to go I back. think
1: I think either Lee is going to sacrifice himself for the others to return home or Lee and Keiko together are going to stay behind for the sake of like doing because staying behind adds to the whole. This is what we've been trying to learn. This is what we've been trying to do this entire time. And now that we're together again, we can continue this research and what better way to do it than to stay here. Yeah. So I feel like one of two one of two things has to happen like you said. I feel like one mm-hmm. Lee and Kate Lee and Keiko are going to stay behind. Yeah. So May and Kate can return home or Lee is going to make the sacrifice for them all to return home. I feel like one of those two things has to happen for this story to continue.
2: I I really think it's going to be more or less Lee sacrificing himself for everybody to get back home.
1: And then maybe there's a possibility that, you know, season two becomes the search for Lee.
2: And I probably think it would be in the process. (laughs) You know,
1: I We'll, we'll see, because, again, I don't know. The more I think about it, I don't know where else you can go with the character of Lee Shaw. Yeah. His story's kind of been told.
2: Yeah, the story's been done. It's either A, they go back and they find that he's dead or B, he he's dead. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's dead.
1: <laughs> or I mean, or like he returns home and he just retires. Mm. you know because what else does he really i mean he could join back into monarch
2: Not but then really. he
1: would just become a background character at that point yeah. so i don't know I, we, we're gonna have to see how the finale plays out
2: yeah we have to watch that
1: so but when i said i had questions you know for you know going into the finale that was pretty much it like how do we see this story ending this season and i think that I think that's pretty much it is that we see it's somehow the story of Lee Shaw is going to wrap and I don't know which way it's going to go. It could be something we haven't even spoken of, but you know, we'll see, you know, we've got one more episode in the finale and we're going to see where it goes. But I think that's all I have in my notes for this episode. Yeah. Same Uh, here. So Okay, so let me see. Um, Under Space, Drafting a Titan, Everybody Survived, Scapegoat, Reverse Lightning. Oh, the Reverse Lightning. We didn't talk about the Reverse Lightning, but there's really not much to say except it was really cool. (laughs) The Gamma Signal, Nurse Matsumoto, The Launcher, Hiroshi Blames His Family, Shaw Hollow Earth. Yeah, that's pretty much everything I have. Yeah. Uh, any quotes on your end that you that you captured for this episode? Uh,
2: just one, and that would be from Puckett to uh, Bill, Randa. And Puckett says, uh, space, they understand. A network of portals connecting to a hidden realm of monsters, it sounds. And Bill, you know, <laughs> finishes the sentence and in saying insane. Yeah. Of all people, too, because he's the tinfoil hat man. And he's also the one that discovered the truth. That is true. Is that there are tunnels?
1: But it's amazing to me too how much how into the theory was, the theory Puckett was like he was there. He was backing it. He was there when the when the mission was happening, and yeah. then the moment that the that the military pulls the plug, he's just along with the military saying this whole idea is crazy. Yeah, it's like well you were there. You witnessed it.
2: You, you were a monster. The whole- Yeah, you were endorsing the whole damn thing. You saw a monster at the Bikini Atoll, and they blew it up with a nuclear device, and he just walked away and then showed up again later on when they called him. I kind of wish Puckett got sucked into the vortex. Eh, Same here. (laughs) He was
1: hanging on, but he, he didn't go. That's all right. Um. All right. So then with no other notes or quotes, that mm-hmm. leads us into the feedback session uh, section of the podcast, in which, of course, we have feedback from our friends Sam and Steve in the form of voicemails. So let's go ahead and play them now, starting first with Sam.
3: Hi, Mark and Ben. It's Sam. I have COVID. It's why I sound like this. Oh, no. Happy oh, to hear no. to me. But I don't know if it's the COVID or the writing of the episode, but I really liked it. And you guys were right. <laughs> The Khaleesi Keiko, mother of baby beetles, is alive and well in Hollow Earth. I was kind of bummed that she took out the forest boar with her arrow as opposed to her horde of baby beetles, but you know, still time, still, still time to to see that. It was a really cool scene. Uh, aside from that, I'm not sure I would have paced this episode as the penultimate. But, you know, I'm, I'm willing to kind of see how this goes. So so far, it's about adding up to this, like, mediocre way that I'm sort of viewing the series with a few standout episodes. And uh, thanks, to, thanks to last week's podcast, I am dreading uh, Keiko getting an update on how her family is doing. Uh, yeah, no. So, Bill? Yeah, no, he died a sad, lonely death on an island where he was eaten by a monster. And Shaw, just in case you held out hope that he was doing well... Well, he went to Hollow Earth looking for you, didn't find you, but did find trauma where he came back to regular Earth where he was a man out of time. I noticed a little bit of uh, some similarity there to some of the Captain America stuff, which was funny because Wyatt Russell was in the Captain America series. Uh, Yeah. And then Monarch imprisoned him in a sort of retirement facility where he was the youngest person by quite a number of decades, but they drugged him to make sure he was okay to stay there for decades and just kind of waste his life away in there. And now he's on this maniacal mission that is kind of counterintuitive to what you believed in for the Titans. Oh, and let's talk about Hiroshi. Yeah, just in case you had hoped that Hiroshi was doing well, he views Monarch as the source of all of his trauma. As he said in a fantastic line, I had to bury three empty caskets, which was haunting and amazing. Uh, and, you know, he did He did go want to be a very good man who thought that you all abandoned him by choice to go after the Titans. And um, even though he is a great husband to both of his families that don't know about each other and to both of his kids that don't know each other. Uh, yeah, that that was kind of a thing that he did. So, uh, yeah. And he was constantly like, you know, moving around and, but otherwise a pretty good dad and, uh, yeah, still involved in the family business. She's going to be like, what the hell just happened? All this hope that she probably held on to. And then, uh, it's like in, in the show, I I was surprised at the beginning that Bill Randa seemed okay. Like he didn't have as much pep in his step, but he wasn't as devastated by Keiko's death as we saw on Kong Island and stuff. And it makes sense. Like Hiroshi says, like he lost my mom and then he lost you Shaw. And then he lost Monarch. And of course you'd kind of lose your mind if you lost your family like that. So I just, you know, the, the ties between the core three were really kind of cool. Like, you know, when Shaw wakes up and he really wants Bill Randa and everything. So I just thought that was really cool. Like to, to see those sort of uh, character bits in there and, uh and then kantaro can go flying to the nearest portal what is this kid's problem like i know he has survivor's guilt and everything but like he was so openly hostile to his parents like what is happening like when he talked like that to his mom i was like sir lower that tone your mother is a delightful (laughs) delightful woman both in the past and in the present and also your dad like Oh my gosh! Like he was on the floor crying because he'd just been informed that his daughter was dead, and Natalia was just like stabbing the metaphorical knife right into him. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, like your dad's not a monster from what we've seen. He's been loving and supportive. So I I was, I don't know. I really rubbed me the wrong way. And then sorry, like the nose is running long the math's not mathing math on Hiroshi's age. He's going to be like 65 right now. So unless he has enormously wonderful genes, something's not come adding up there. I think he found a portal. So any theories? <laughs> and as we go into the final episode, other than a monster battle, what do you guys think?
1: Um, Hiroshi's not a monster. He just leads them away. <laughs> And, and yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see the whole point that you made too, Sam about how like Bill was holding it together pretty well, but as you kind of even stated yourself, it, it wasn't until he lost Lee and then Monarch, I think that was when he kind of, because that was when he was truly on his own. Yeah. And that's enough to make somebody go crazy, at least before that. He had Lee to help support and to help research and to find out what happened. He had Monarch behind him, uh, you know, helping to do the research as well. And then so he was keeping it together through that. But then once he lost those things and he had nothing left, that was when tinfoil hat Bill Randa. Yeah, probably started
2: to exist. And, and I agree with her about Keiko when she does come back. She's going to come back to like, what the hell happened to my family?
1: A family that she didn't even know she had.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, Hiroshi, obviously. Yeah. And then Lee. But now she's going to be like, mm, what the who? Who the hell are you? And, you know, wait, obviously, I have, gr-
1: I have grandkids and they're from two different families. So wait, so you're telling me Hiroshi divorced his first wife and then married it at- No, he he he's married to both of them at the same. Oh, okay.
2: It's like how Um, did I? I'm gonna stay here in Hollow Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who raised Um, my son? Your your husband Bill before you (laughs) before he passed away. There's
1: a there's a part of me that doesn't even think, and I'm wondering if this was brought up already or not. But there's a part of me that thinks that I think Hiroshi was even abandoned by Bill. I think Hiroshi was probably raised by his grandparents. Because of Bill. I think
2: that of, too. Yeah. 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 I think that because he, even Keiko said that uh, she would have her mother watch Hiroshi while they were dealing with everything with yeah. Monarch. So I would not be surprised that, and that's why he speaks more Japanese than he does American like or, or English in a sense with his kids. And then he has that kind of dual. Life because of, uh, you know, he's got Kate's mom and then he's got Kentara's mom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a part of me that believes that he built that Bill. Um, Bill didn't even raise Hiroshi. Hiroshi was was uh, raised by his grandparents. Yeah. Or his grandmother, uh,
2: you know, at, at least. Or both. Who knows? Because you, you never heard about Bill's parents, but.
1: I don't think Bill's parents had anything to do with it. Yeah. So, uh, but Sam, thank you. And we hope you recover from COVID. Yeah. feel uh, better soon. Please feel better. Very, uh, very soon. Uh, which leads us of course, to our feedback from our friend, Steve, which I can't wait to hear his reaction to Kay being alive. I really can't. Um, we'll see if he's as excited about it as we got. <laughs>
0: Hello, Mark and Ben. This is Steve, and uh, this is going to be for Monarchs Season 1, Episode 9. Okay, so this is after Keiko has fallen, and it looks like uh, Bill is taking care of Hiroshi, and Lee's about to go on the mission to look for Keiko. Okay, so it's a whole team that's going down there, and they're not going to look for Keiko. They're just exploring. Okay, so they used the thing to lure the Titan, but the Titan never showed up or went below him. And so the team, the four-person team, should be in under space now, right? We're we're hollow earth, middle earth, hollow earth. Okay. So they're cutting Kentaro loose because they believe Shaw, May and Kate are dead, right? Okay. Well, now we see Shaw waking up. So we're going to find out where they are now. What are these weird flying light bugs? Okay. Now we're back to young Bill and uh, the general and monarch is being shut down. (laughs) The longer we're down here, the longer we're down here. Those subtitles for the Japanese went by way too fast. I couldn't even read them. Okay, so <laughs> now we know what year Operation Hourglass happened, 1962, and now here it is, 1982. So yeah, I guess Bill Randall would, because right, Kong's skull was like 73, so he was gone 20 years. <laughs> and so for the people who can't do the math, that 20 years from 1962 to 1982, they had to show us with a graphic on the screen. Right. <laughs> so now we've got a new question is, how does Monarch get its funding back? So now we know a little bit of answers about what happened, but uh, Hiroshi, man, he's bitter. I don't know which would be worse, the madness or the choice to basically, I guess he didn't raise Hiroshi, Bill didn't. I don't know. The Japanese subtitles are going way too fast. And I, I get the gist of this conversation, though, between Kentaro and his dad. I'm glad they didn't make us wait to see that Kate is alive, but now she's going to get eight by, what is this monster now? When somebody just threw a spear or an arrow into it, Uh Keiko, and she is as young as she was when she <laughs> fell down in, what was it, 1957 or whatever? Wow, next week, final episode is going to be good. <laughs>
2: Actually, uh, when she showed up, I was waiting for the Jurassic Park theme song to come on. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Me. <laughs> i don't know why it's just like it's like it, like the uh, you, you know how when things present themselves and it's just so impactful but you kind of associate it with like you know i associate this with like uh the lost world <laughs> so because which, it's all which, earth
1: <laughs> which is so funny that you bring that up because that that line that i said earlier, about how Hiroshi is not making mistakes. He's making all new ones. That's a yeah. line from the lot. From, that's actually a line from Jurassic Park Lost World.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jeff Goldblum. When,
1: when Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> exactly. It's when Jeff Goldblum's character is talking to John Hammond. And he's like, no, no, we're not making the same mistakes twice. Like, no, no. You're making, you're making all making new no ones. ones. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Lost World. I don't care what anybody says. I know it's weird. I know it was critically underrated and it was kind of hit hard by the critics. I don't care. I love that movie.
2: And it's different from the original book. I don't care. Yes, it I is. still enjoy it
1: because I've read the book and then saw the movie and I was like, this is not at all. Yeah. Same here. The book. <laughs> we
2: both are like the same way. <laughs> I think the
1: only, I think the only thing in common is Ian Malcolm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. the The character itself and how he is. He does not have a daughter in the book nope
1: Uh, okay we won't get into that
2: no 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 Um, no
1: so um yeah but thank you steve and sam for your feedback uh Going into this finale, if you have feedback, now is the time to leave it, especially whether it's for any other previous episodes or it's for the finale itself. We highly encourage you guys to make your voice heard. Let us know what you think about the series. Let us know what you think about the finale. Leave us some feedback for next week. It is the final episode of our Monarch coverage. Uh, And then Mark and I go back to doing our own things after that until Monarch knock on wood season two. Yep. Uh, I mean, we'll be on each other's podcast now and again in between that time. But, you know, the the show coverage wraps uh, as of next week. So if you have feedback for either the series or the finale, we encourage you to leave it. Easiest way to do that is by going on social media, either facebook.com slash podcastica or facebook.com slash Wilhelm podcast. We put up a post every week uh, soliciting for feedback. You can leave a comment on either one of those posts or you can just email us directly at uh, feedback at Wilhelm uh and we will we will get your feedback and we'll read it or play it on the finale next week and a reminder Pake and Daphne from the run for your lives podcast are joining us for the finale next week so that should be a lot of fun having those two on because we haven't talked to them at all about this series so we don't know their thoughts nothing
2: yeah I'm assuming it's good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm assuming they're enjoying it.
2: I'm assuming, though, so. a lot of people I know that have been watching the show have been loving it, and a lot of people, uh, it's still water cooler talk. As as from what I, uh, you know, that's kind of an old way of saying it, but a lot of people still talk about it in conversation.
1: It's funny because on New Year's Eve, when I was over at a friend's house for the party, I had a friend approach me because he knows I watch a lot of different stuff and we were we were talking about a couple of shows that we were watching and he says you know what he's like and you know what he's like you know what show is surprisingly is actually really good monarch i'm like i know i'm podcasting on it every week the fact that you don't know that means you're not listening <laughs> what is wrong with you You're not listening to
2: me is what you should have been saying.
1: (laughs) But yeah, he, he even said too. he's like, yeah, he's like, it's really good. He's like, I love the fact that it's focusing more on the people. He's like, I haven't even seen any of the Godzilla movies, but I'm really enjoying the show. I'm like, you need to watch the Godzilla movies. Hmm. Yeah. You, you need to watch them. He's like, no, he's like, I, I, I still follow along. I get everything that's happening, even though I haven't seen them. I'm like, well, All right. Fair enough.
2: (laughs) So uh, before we head out, Mark, let the people know where they can find you. Uh, You can find me on Panels to Pixels podcast. You can find that on any podcast player of choice. Currently, we're covering What If Season 2. We're having a a lot of good fun with it. We're doing two episodes per podcast. So when they released What If Season 2, they did literally day after day for nine days a new episode. So for any podcaster that's out there, it's pretty much work. So in me, <laughs> I have a regular job, so I'm doing just two episodes of what if per podcast. So we have uh, one episode up of our podcast about that with myself and Sydney coming up within the next probably day after you get this. Uh, I'll have another one up with my friend Rob and we're covering episodes three and four beyond that will be five and six. Uh, keep up with that. Like I said, just follow Pon- Panels to Pixels podcast. Uh, you could actually find me on Adrenaline Cinema podcast. Uh, we just released The Losers, which is also, you know, another thing that was on Panels to Pixels podcast because it's a comic book movie, but it's action based. Really cool. Rob and myself break that down. Pretty cool and awesome. Uh, you could hear me here. As well as eventually on the Buffyverse podcast on Podcastica, oh, fun. so so I am going to be doing uh, the the episode Homecoming uh, that they'll be covering with Penny and Kara. So, uh, and on top of that, to support Podcastica, I would always recommend because they are doing Who Watches the Watcher with uh, Kirk Manley and his friend Lenny, and they're covering all of uh, the What If stuff on season two as well. So check them out. Nice. Uh,
1: yeah, you, you kind of mentioned the Podcastica stuff already. I was actually going to mention, uh, you know, who the who watches The Watcher as well. So I'm glad you did. Um, podcastica.com is where you can go to check out all of the great stuff over there, including Who Watches The Watcher, the Buffyverse podcast, uh, this podcast, as so much other stuff that's on there. So <laughs> oh, yeah. podcastica, podcastica.com or facebook.com slash podcastica. Uh, as for Wilhelm, you can follow me over on Wilhelm uh, Wilhelm podcast, excuse me, wilhelmpodcast.com, facebook.com slash Wilhelm podcast. Uh, I'm going to be launch- going back into new episodes, new top five episodes, starting with the best of 2023 episode, which is going to be coming up soon. Uh, I'm going to be releasing audio of my panel with the legendary Peter Cullen, a.k.a. the voice of Optimus Prime from the Transformers universe. I'm going to be releasing that audio uh over the course of the next some point over the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, I got a bunch of other celebrity interviews lined up and I'm already working on for this season. Um, knock on wood. I'm working on Brett Goldstein damn see i don't know if it's going to happen he's coming to philly he's coming to my area to perform in a couple weeks so i'm trying to use that kind of as leverage to say like hey (laughs) come on and promote the show so i'm i'm waiting to hear back as to from his publicist as to whether or not it's going to happen i don't know yeah again knock on wood we'll see if it happens um If not, I got a bunch of other people I'm going to be working on over the course of the year in addition to who I already have listed. Uh, I got my first movie review coming up in The Beekeeper with Jason Statham. That's going to be happening uh, next week. I'm going to be releasing that. We have the finale of Monarch coming up next week. So much happening on Wilhelm. Uh, in, In addition to that, I'm relaunching my Twitch channel. So you're going to see me gaming over there. You're going to see me... You're going to see video of panels that I've done. You're going to see other videos of, of podcasts that I've done over there. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Wilhelm Gaming is where you can find that. Uh, and last but not least, Kristen and I over on the Revisited Podcast are covering Ted Lasso at the moment. So if you want to follow that, if you're a Ted Lasso fan, go over to RevisitedPod.com and you can find the new episodes of that as well. We're in C- currently in Season 2 of Ted Lasso. Awesome. Oh, It's a lot to cover. You and I do a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun.
2: It's fun. That's the whole point. It. It's having yep. fun.
1: We enjoy doing it. I've been doing it. I just did the math. I've been doing this for over a decade.
2: I've been doing it this for. Year. I just did the math like about a week ago and I had to talk to Rob about it. I said about seven years. He's like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm. I think I'm going
1: into my 11th year. Jeez, which is, oh, my God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, man. You know, hundreds of episodes, over 200 celebrity guests, multiple movies, television shows that to even count, talked about and mentioned. But you know what? I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything at all. It's fun. Any final notes before we get out of here?
2: I don't have any final notes.
1: All right. So with that being said, next week, the Monarch Legacy of Monsters season finale, Beyond Logic. Uh, We will be back with special guests, Paik and Daphne from the Run for Your Lives podcast. Until that time, thank you for listening, subscribing, all that you guys do. We'll see you on another episode of Wilhelm slash house podcasting. (laughs) However you're listening. Take care.
2: Don't get stomped.